Welcome to the Unboxable Unstoppable podcast with me, Elena Turley. Hello and welcome once again. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm doing this one completely off the cuff. It's been a pretty busy week actually, so I've just decided, you know what, I can't skip a week. I made a promise to you and to me to just keep on showing up and it, it got me thinking actually a little bit about that's so much what life is, isn't it? Like if you make a decision to do something and you keep showing up, it's incredibly powerful. You might not be 100% firing on 100% everything all the time because that's not how we are, you know, we're human. But geez, it makes a difference, doesn't it, when you just keep showing up. So I could not let you down. I could not let myself down. I thought this week, I'm just going to have a chat with you. Like we're having a chat over a coffee or a dinner or like you've popped around to my house. So welcome. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time and attention. I know how valuable that is. And on that note, (laughs) don't you love a segue? In my family, we call it a segue, non-segue, like when you just change change the subject, basically. And uh, my grandmother was a master at that, I must say. She was very good at changing the subject quite strategically, although it seemed very natural. Um, But yes, it's a very interesting skill to have one that I think I would like to acquire. So on that note, what I was going to talk about today is essentially sustainability of our own energy. That it, I know that when I get really excited about something, and I am really excited about something at the moment, building the membership side of my business, and it's really a new, brand new thing. I'm learning everything I do as I go, I'm learning. Like I, I'm bringing experience and skills to it, of course, but the whole type of business that I'm setting up is new to me and I'm um, doing a really good course about it. But it is so interesting. Um, when I get super excited about something, I can be a bit obsessive and uh, my boundaries kind of fly out the window and you might find me sitting at my desk at 11 o'clock at night, you know, hammering away. And when I do that, I tend to sort of start to become a bit of a workaholic and then all of the little self-care things that I do start to just slowly, very subtly slip away. And what I'm, lef- what I'm left with is this kind of bare version of just me working, 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 working. And it's not strategic and it's not very productive. And I've got to say, it's not particularly enriching or fruitful or any of those things either. Like I I find that what happens is I just kind of go down this weird rabbit hole and I get really, really focused and determined on whatever it is that I'm doing, even if it's a silly thing, like, you know, website colours or I don't know, whatever. And it's just another version of resistance to success. It's like another version of not doing my best work. But I think that I'm working really hard and I think that if I grind and I work hard enough and I just throw everything at it, that it will be great, you know. And it's just not my experience. Like the, the really the moments in my life that have been the most transformative and the most successful, if you want to call it that, are the moments when I have, yes, certainly taken action and, yes, certainly worked hard. I'm not saying you don't make an effort. Of course you make an effort. But it's actually the moment when you release something and you release your control of something and you surrender to the process and you surrender to your trust in the way that things work. I don't know if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes I'll call it the universe. Sometimes I'll call it a higher power. Sometimes I'll call it 
just nature or just the way things work, the way of things. It doesn't really matter what you call it. I think as long as we know what we're talking about, there is an element of mystery in our lives where things just magically go right or just magically go wrong, or certainly that's how it feels, random things. And often it's those random things that actually become the most remarkable and the most life-changing both in both directions, whether it be life-changing, really fruitful and nourishing and supportive to your life or life-changing, damaging and difficult and challenging in your life. Those things tend to be things that you didn't plan for. And it's a really big reminder to me to remember this idea about mystery. There is a mysterious force at work in our lives that we cannot explain, nor should we explain, I don't believe, but that we need to trust and be aware of and almost have reverence for. I really do feel like when we are able to have some reverence for the great mystery in our lives, then we are able to surrender more readily and trust more readily the way that things go or the way of things. And that is a very powerful state to be in. For me, when I am trusting, it means that I open myself up. I open myself up to awareness, to seeing things differently, to understanding things differently, to new ways of doing or being that are transformative and powerful. And I mean, the biggest story like that for me, I guess, is certainly, um, I you know, I've, I've mentioned before that there was a bit of addiction in my past. And the moment that I realised I couldn't go on any further, there was this sort of awful moment and, and things went really pear-shaped and I got kicked out of the sort of place I was living in as an emergency because I had to go complicated story. <laughs> Someone was kind of in love with me. And it, was, it was awful and they got really angry and were having some sort of psychotic episode through all my things on the street, blah, blah, blah. It was a really pivotal moment in my life. I've talked about it before. And I ended up being homeless for four days with a child. It was terrifying. And then what happened for me at that moment was this strange convergence, a very strange convergence of events so at the very same time as this someone that was a friend of a friend of my caseworker had a place that I could live and then I miraculously found this place to live. And that was, you know, when you don't have anywhere to live, that's a huge deal when you don't have a job and you've got a child. It's a huge deal. And I found this place was pretty decent to live in and um, was safe. You know, it was a safe haven. It was mine and my son's. And at the same time, I had a member of my mother's side of the family and a member of my father's side of the family, both step in and challenge me about the lifestyle I was living and remind me that I could not go on as I was. Now, this all happened in a kind of a random way. I'm pretty sure they didn't speak to each other. And I also had a best friend confront me and say, you know what, you really messed up. And this was a friend that I had always seen as quite messed up. So when they, not messed up, but someone who I had always seen as uh, fairly, I guess, a little unstable in their life and you know, a little needy and difficult at times. Their life had been difficult at times. And they were saying, you're so messed up, I can't be around you. That's when I realised, oh my gosh, I'm really, I'm, you know, this is someone with a high tolerance for messed up. It's telling me they can't be around me. I must be, you know. And all these things happened within a week. It was remarkable. And so I had this convergence of events. I also got rejected from a rehab, which was actually an incredible bonus because what happened then was I was rejected because I had a child. They couldn't take women with children, which is tragic. There's such a small amount of places in rehabs for women with children, certainly at that time. And um, 
Yeah, it's incredible. There's a beautiful place if you live in the eastern suburbs of Sydney called Jarrah House, which is actually a rehab for women with children where they can take their kids. So if you have any donations, please talk to them about whether they need them because there's always women going through there that need them. And um, it's powerful, you know. So I ended up going to meetings, 12-step program meetings, and I got some therapy, got some amazing therapy with the support of my parents and saw an incredible therapist. And through that process, like it was just this one pivotal week, also got a job again, someone I knew, knew someone. It was just a string of magical kind of interventions that felt like. I, could, I don't think I could have done what I did and recovered in the way that I recovered, pro- embarking on that process of recovery without this magic kind of convergence of all these people stepping in. And this was at a time when, you know, really I, most people had lost faith in me entirely and I was very much on my own. But somehow that week everything happened. It all happened at once and it was enough of a message for me and it was enough of support and kind of the various things that I needed like therapy, groups, blah, 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 job, etc., place to live. All these fundamental pieces fell into place in a very short space of time. And it was it really was it was bizarre, you know, when you think about it because, I mean, those things don't all happen at once very often. It was It's a very rare moment in my life. And it was one of those moments where I really went, Oh wow, this is amazing! Like there is definitely something beyond what can I, what I can explain going on here, and I think it was because and they talk about this in twelve step programs as well that you know until you really you I mean you really surrender, you really fall down on the ground and go, oh my gosh, there is nothing I can do about this. Like this is one hundred percent beyond my control. That then there is a space for things to appear. And I I don't think there's anything really magic about that. But I think what's magic is the process of you becoming willing, of you becoming available to that process, to for you to be able to accept that things can happen that way. And that is so incredibly powerful. So to bring that back to the way we live day to day and the weeks that we have and the work that we have and the parenting that we do and all of those things, I would say, yes, definitely. If you want something, go for it, you know, work hard, become determined, get a bit obsessed. No problem. There's a place for that. But then really do see if you can tune in enough to know when it's time to step back a little, when it's time to get out of the way, when it's time to make space for something to come in that may be even better than what you could grind and create yourself. And understand that there needs to be space for those things and for the magical mystery stuff that we can't even think of ourselves, no matter how amazing we are. We need to trust that it's all right to leave some space. I think we're chronic space fillers. You know, we we always want to fill up that thing and fill up that wardrobe and fill up that bookshelf and fill up the cupboard. And well, certainly I am. I won't speak for you, but I'm very good at filling things up. I'm not so good at emptying things out. You know, (laughs) I'm getting better at it slowly, but it's a really big thing. If you can do that metaphysically, if you can do that creating space around things and the same with parenting you know there's an aspect of this in relationships with your children or just with other people with anyone there has to be space for what you cannot control and do not understand in any relationship and certainly with my children I find that allowing space around them 
understanding that if they're having a really big feeling, uh, maybe they need me to just be there in their space without doing anything or without filling up that space with a solution or trying to fix it or make it into something it isn't, that we need to sometimes trust the process that our child is experiencing as well or that our partner is experiencing or our colleague at work. And of course we have safe boundaries around that. Of course we say, you know, this can't happen, that can't happen, this is not safe. Of course, I don't mean, you know, 100% happy-go-lucky. I just mean it's really good to allow space around things and spaciousness inside and around the things that we do, the people that we have in our lives, the relationships that we're a part of. And that in itself is an incredibly powerful decision to make. And look, we might not always be able to do it. Like I always say, you know, we are perfecting the imperfect and it's just, you know, nobody is going to be able to be one thing all the time. And you might forget this tomorrow and you might step in and be a big Mr. Fix-It and Mrs. Fix-It and, you know, that's pretty normal, I think. That's pretty much the way that we're brought up is that, you know, if there's a problem, we find the solution. And, And of course, there's a place for that thinking. But I think there's also a place for this other kind of, way of doing things where we allow a little bit more trust in the process and a little bit more acceptance and understanding of the mystery that is an essential part of our lives. And I feel like that mystery, I mean, I know certainly my understanding of Native American cultures is that there is a real recognition of this. It's grandfather, grandmother, grandfather is looking up into the skies, grandmother is looking down into the earth and great mysteries, everything in between like that's us, that's our life. Now, I apologise if I have mistold that story. That is, like I say, a very vague understanding. I had some experience with Native American cultures with a very dear friend who went overseas and became a medicine woman. She was apprenticed to a very amazing medicine man. And, you know, I won't tell their story. It's not my story to tell. But when she left, I had some incredible healings and fire circles, amazing experiences with that community and acknowledgement of my support of her. And they supported me as well through some difficult times. And boy, did they support me. It was amazing, really. Some international group healings that they kind of focused on me. It was really remarkable, very generous and um, beautiful because when she left, it was controversial. She left Australia to move to America and it was a big deal um, to do that. And I supported her, you know, and that was always acknowledged, which was really beautiful. So it taught me something about mystery. It taught me something about the unexpected and being graceful in the face of the unexpected, which is a big call when the unexpected is something tragic or traumatic or difficult or grief worthy. You know, that's that's not easy. Mystery can be a lot of things and I have great reverence for it for that reason. But I do feel that we often forget in our busy Western world how to think about those things and how to acknowledge those things. And if we can bring that recognition into our lives, it's an extremely powerful thing. And I I hope that in some way, talking like this and having this conversation with you over a cup of tea or walking the dog or wherever you are in the car, wherever, I hope this has given you just some kind of gentle connection within you and outside of you to that idea. I think it's one that can serve us and that we can serve if we if we allow it so there you go 15 minutes of a chat oh nearly 16 minutes Woo-hoo. 
getting longer. I was told I was being a bit too short in these podcasts, so I am doing my best to go a little more in depth. But do please do message me and let me know what you think of this. Please do save the podcast or share the podcast or review the podcast. If it's something you love, pop over to my website, soulmamahub.com and get in touch. I do love hearing from you. Also, if you have a story to tell, please let me know. I'm looking at interviewing some awesome people coming up soon. I've got a beautiful midwife who's coming on the show and uh, possibly some other guests as well coming up. So that's really exciting. I can't wait to have some good old chats. So from my heart to yours, be unboxable, unstoppable in whatever way that means to you and uh, sending you love always. Okay, bye for now.